Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Most growers are looking forward to putting this year into books. It's been a struggle from the beginning and remains that way to the finish. But if we look back on the year, we still have a tremendous amount to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. And we have technology that our grandfathers didn't have. We have genetics that they didn't have. We have a government that respects farmers. While this hasn't been a cakewalk, today's farmers are better prepared and equipped to handle adverse conditions. Most of this is possible because we farm in the greatest country on earth. All of us here at CropTech are thankful to have you as a customer and your business and to have you as a friend. And we wish you the happiest of Thanksgiving seasons. Getting some calls about fall burndown and whether or not it's still possible to get that done. The answer is yes. In our fall burndown plots, we've gotten good results from November through late February with our fall burndowns. It is a little more challenging spraying and freezing temperatures. You may have to add some 28% and be able to get that sprayer into a heated shop. Look for those windows where you can spray when it's above freezing. But when it comes to winter annuals like mare's tail or henbit, that window is wide for control. In a couple of conversations with guys dealing with water hemp and lamb's quarter this year in their short beans, we're wanting to use a fall burndown uh, to help clean up these fields. Fall burndowns will be of no use in controlling annuals like lamb's quarter or water hemp. These plants are already dead due to freezing temperatures. A fall burndown is not going to help much, if any, in stopping the seeds from germinating next summer compared to your soil-applied residual chemistry that you'll be using next summer pre-emergence. We've had several conversations about planting beans early next year. Growers again see that their best beans are coming from their early planting this year. For most growers, planting beans this April was only a day and a half, maybe two day window, if that. Many growers were not ready to grab those two days. In a lot of cases, either the burn down was not applied or the fields were not level and ready to plant. In some cases, beans weren't even delivered yet. For you no-tillers and strip-tillers, now is the time to think about the process that you're going to use to get your burndowns on and your residuals applied for your early beans. Last spring, guys were waiting on their retailers to do their bean burndown, but most retailers were throwing everything they had at the corn programs and couldn't afford to pull a machine off to do a few soybean fields, especially with several of today's products that require flushing between crops. Do not surprise your retailer and expect to get your burndown applied the same day you call or come in the door. Now is the time to have that conversation with your retailer and come up with a plan that will work for both of you. Between selecting herbicides and seed traits, you may be able to come up with a combination where both you and the retailer uh, can work together. It may not require him, for instance, to flush between fields. Or you may be able to plant the field and spray later. For the early planted non-GMO beans, more time must be put in this topic because your options are more limited. No-till 
non-GMO beans are good candidates for the fall burndown. Have that field clean coming into April so that you can strike at any time when the conditions warrant. Several guys are doing some fall tillage on corn stalks and prep for early planting beans next spring, stating that their tilled fields were quicker to plant than their no-till fields. Well, this may be true, but several growers last April missed the tight window because the fields weren't level enough to plant. With fall tillage, you may want to look for an opportunity to level those fields this fall if conditions permit between now and February. Some of today's hybrid chisels can get the field level enough to plant in the spring, but most of them are going to need some help. The main point is don't just dream about planting beans in April without putting a plan in place with your own crew, your retailer, and your seed supplier. Seed selection alone can make a big impact on how your herbicide program can or will need to be laid out when you're planting, especially non-GMO beans, through everything traded all the way up to 2,4-D beans. A lot of combinations in there that you can put together. Remember, when ordering beans that you plan to plant early, our advice is to protect yourself against sudden death with the seed treatments. While conditions next April may not be conducive for SDS infection, cold, wet springs, the odds are pretty high. They're actually too high, and the yield loss from SDS is much higher than any premium that you're going to get from early planting. So unless your supplier can treat those beans at a moment's notice in the thick of the spring season, you should have this hurdle already cleared before spring comes. If we put a plan together and follow the plan, the odds of getting this task done go up dramatically. Just two or three days of April planted beans can raise the farm average uh, um, by the end of the season. So we finish out the week in Northeast Iowa. I'm sitting at the Farmer's Wind Co-op in Ridgeway, Iowa, talking to my brother-in-law who is a manager here at the Winnishick Co-op. Dave, uh, Driving the countryside here, I see a ton of corn uh, and some beans still left to come out up here and a, and a good snow cover. Seeing the Wednesday snow and wind, looks like it's got these outside rows pretty well drifted in. Uh, what's the story up here in the harvest? Looks like we're on the struggle bus trying to get this crop in. Yeah, the southern part of our territory, uh, I'm going to say uh, say 20 miles and further south, they're 90, 95% done right here in this northeast corner where i would call it 65 to 70 percent done it's just been a been a struggle all year what's uh what's been the hold up is it is it been a little bit of everything or mainly weather or what's uh what's got them locked up um mainly weather right in this area this spring we started out with uh two to three inch rains just had a tough time had a lot of june planted corn getting in here uh actually have a lot of prevent plant uh, acres up here that did not get planted and coming through the the growing season very little sunshine not enough heat we seen no matter when the corn was planted everything black layered at about the same time whether it was planted the first of may first of june um it's yeah it's just been a struggle and and we're fighting weather here this harvest with rainy weather and now now we've got our snow cover so 
we had a little bit of issues with LP gas down there in, uh, in the Hayworth area. Did you guys run into some of the same issues up here as far as gas supply as well? Yes, uh, that was a big issue on part of this harvest. Uh, we had guys sitting anywhere from five to ten days without getting getting any LP. Um, right now, it is getting a little better, but still, still guys are waiting. You know, dry a dry for a day and then wait for gas for another two days. It is getting better, but still kind of a challenge. And I imagine right now. Uh between the rain and the snow there's probably not going to be don't see any trucks coming through here today everybody's waiting for the snow to get off this corn and is it firm enough out there to to be able to harvest this without getting stuck uh with this snow right now it's i think we can get through it but it is not froze underneath this snow some of these side hills up here we're going to struggle with them it's it's going to be a fight uh we're looking next week no no moisture in the forecast getting down in the mid-20s so hopefully we freeze up, get a crust, get rid of the snow that's on the corn, and next week we can get back at her. Is the consensus for everybody that they're going to go ahead and try to get this crop out, or are some of them starting to think about leaving some of this for spring? Right now, they're going to try to get what they can, in the uh, not on the side hills and that. They're going to try to get that out, but yes, we are starting to hear more talk of this is there's going to be some corn standing here next spring. So as we look back at the season and, and what you went through, uh, how, how does that play out in yields? Are, are guys seeing good quality corn and yields are looking for, or is it uh, kind of uh, struggling all the way through? Uh, it's, it's spotty up here. We go to our southern part of our trade territory. Uh, farmers are very happy with their yields and for what they went through for the year. We go another 10 to 15 miles north of us here sitting in Ridgeway, uh, banger of a crop up there. Here in Ridgeway, not so much. Uh, we're we're getting clipped a little bit. We had good corn, our May planted corn in that 200, 225 range. We get into our June planted corn, and that's anywhere from 130 to 180, probably at best. What do you run into on the on moisture and test weight? Is it pretty good quality corn, or are you suffering some there too? Earlier planted corn decent more i mean in the 20s uh test weights were good now we're getting into this later planted corn moisture is about the same but our test weights are falling down into that low 50s uh 50 to 53 has been a pretty good average coming in so that's yeah that's that's uh gonna be a little bit of an issue maybe on uh storage quality and that type of stuff but it seems like once one gets it dried we're bringing that test weight up but still not probably hitting that 54 on this later plant of corn after being dried. So I imagine that brings all kinds of other issues with it too. We got light test weight corn and uh, that much drying time in it to keep the quality there so you uh, don't have anything going bad in the bin. Yes, that's uh, it's we're seeing uh, guys trying to get it off the cob and the, coming in on a wet sample. We're seeing a little more grinding going on. We're going to see more fines in the bins guys just really going to have to keep on top of it and be checking them bins weekly so it's really nothing they can't handle but it uh, sure puts a puts a struggle into finishing this crop up and getting it in the books for next year yep uh that's guys are just blinking their eyes and saying well hopefully next year's better and and that's all we can do just taking it day by day yeah that's the way it is i appreciate your time today uh, and letting us give a get an update of what's happening up here this week the plot crew got some more strip-till plots in looking at two different nitrogen inhibitors for anhydrous 
They were also able to put out a fertilizer plot with a product that comes to us from the United Kingdom, which we'll be looking at as a source of sulfur and magnesium uh, to replace or use in place of dolomitic limestone or KMAG ahead of beans. We'll be pulling tissue tests throughout the growing season to see if it shows up in the plant, and of course we'll be checking the yield next fall uh, and bringing that to you in, in next fall's winter meetings. Soil test crews continue to clean up the fields uh, from the fall testing as weather permits. The office crew here is starting that process of getting your yield maps ready for the yield map meeting. Don't forget the hand harvest is December 18th, the basics and advanced basic the 19th and the 20th. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.